Okay, I'm Kat. I'm Sophie. We are starting a podcast. Amazing. Saying, wait, you haven't seen, and wait, you haven't seen Buffy. Sophie has not seen Buffy. Wow. Somehow. It's Just been, laid on thick, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's been how many years I should have looked up when Buffy came out. I did no research. I did a lesbian media. You need it as the base. It's just baseline. Just baseline lesbian media? Yeah. It was Buffy, Lost Girl. Um, I haven't seen Lost Girl either. It's so hard. You start your episode notes because I want to know your reactions. And then I will sprinkle in my episode summary notes because i've seen obviously i've you know how i roll i show everyone tv shows that's how <laughs> i form friendships got it so i have watched the first episode of buffy a million times so i will just sprinkle in my summary notes so you know all the tidbits of course i do so <laughs> i just want to know your reactions do you want overall reactions or just go beat by beat at this point just well, go beat by beat and tell me what your reactions were. All right, so start of Buffy. Obviously, we open on the darkened school corridor with our guy and a girl, and I wrote down heteronormative patriarchal bullshit. Yes, but did you know what I saw you writing down, and was that you totally calling what came next? It was not. That was me saying, no. oh, but it's okay because it's Josh Whedon empowering woman by turning her to the vampire. Exactly. Now, Josh Whedon has a lot of complicated shit going I was on gonna with say, him right now. Yes, we know Josh. has the reputation, at least in the past, of creating powerful female characters. So it's not surprising that she is the vampire. At this point, I think it's also important that I mention that this is also not the first time I've seen this episode. We've watched this before. Oh, we have? We have. Fun fact. Did did I show start <laughs> showing you Buffy before? Is that why it was on like the third episode on my Hulu account? Was I showing it to you? I don't remember, but we have seen at least the first episode before. <laughs> but it's only happened once. And like I told you, I've seen probably less than five episodes out of how many hundreds there are. I'm pretty sure we, I do vaguely remember this, but I'm pretty sure we talked through the entire episode. That's also probably true. Yeah. We were good this time, though. We were better. Well, because we were taking notes for the first yeah. time. Yeah. So, pretty pretty classic opening, subverting expectations right off the bat. Um, then we go to the theme song. But before the theme song, wait, we have to comment yeah. on what happened next. <laughs> wait, I have in my notes, um, I have in my notes, um, the best horror movie subversion, subversion is that the Detroit... Tigers have all been vaccinated against COVID. Get your vaccine. Vaccines are safe and effective. It doesn't only affect you. It affects everyone around you. And if you know why we don't have smallpox and polio anymore? Vaccines! Anyway, let's talk about Buffy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yes. So, <laughs> we have Darla, our girl Darla. Um, biting this guy's neck, and then right away, uh, if we were watching the DVD, if my Blu-ray player worked, it would have cut to this theme song, but my Blu-ray player wasn't working. So, we were watching Hulu, not sponsored. Please sponsor us. It's one episode, but, you Woo! know. <laughs> um, but it cuts to this vaccination ad by a Detroit Tiger. Um, also, go... welcome to sponsor us, please. Yes, please. Uh, yeah, sure. We'll pretend to like sports. Um, sports ball. <laughs> we'll, we'll go to Comerica Park and ride the merry-go-round. Totally something I didn't do. I didn't run away on a field trip. You're, mm. so, you're such a rebel. I know. I did. I did do that. And then was <laughs> like, oh, oops, my field trip super bad. Anyway, this is not on topic. This is why I need to learn to edit. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, anyway, so there is a commercial. We learned the Detroit Tigers are vaccinated. That's good. Um, then we get the theme song. All right. It's a bitchin' theme song. Right? It's my ringtone. <laughs> get Nerf Heather's theme song. Which I really want rights. And I... You know what the theme song really reminds me of, though? Mm -hmm. Okay, have you seen any of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? No. 
Okay, I'm not going to say you need to. to watch that because I watched like the first three episodes and then kind of fell off that. But it's that same kind of thing where it's like, we're going to set the tone of this being kind of creepy, like immediate, like there's so much demonic oh, energy yeah. in the opening credits of Serena. And I there mean, is in this one too, now it's kind of cheesy 90s creepiness. I mean, but like, it's supposed to be. It's not just 90s. Like I said, I read a quarter of a Wikipedia article. Nice. And it said purposely that Joss wanted to set up, like, horror beats. Like, he purposely was, like, going for all the horror cliches. Yeah. And, like, that's why he set up, like, purposely wanted, like, the blonde cheerleader, Mm -hmm. like, there and everything. Like, that's what he was going for. What is Buffy rated? I have no idea. Probably TV-14. That makes sense. One second. Finish the book? I did. You were saying about the theme song. My next note is just we stand Joyce Summers in this house, which I love Joyce. Who is Joyce Summers? I'm going to uh, not know Buffy's, actor names. Buff, Buffy's mom. Oh. Buffy Summers. Joyce is her mom. I don't know these things. <laughs> okay, anyway, go ahead. Okay, but like even before we find Joyce Summers, we see Buffy having a nightmare Mm. Which is just a random montage of images, which, I mean, dreams are fucking yeah. weird in general, and my dreams make no sense, but I've never had a montage of images as a dream. I mean, you don't just dream about random, random 90, 90s realistic, very realistic, or that's not the prosthetic makeup. No, I don't. Vampires? It looks like Josh Whedon went to Google, typed in spooky, and just put all the images in the show. I mean... Probably. That is entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's because it was the 90s or something, but, like, in the Wikipedia article, it very much read as just, like, ha, ha, I did this on purpose. It's not because it was the 90s and nothing was good <laughs> in the 90s. I did this on purpose. But, I mean, it might have been on purpose. We don't know. I mean... As someone who has never worked in TV, ever, and has a totally professional opinion of this, it does seem like it's very, it was a very deliberate choice to be like, we're going to make sure this is spooky. Yeah. Almost like a haunted house kind of vibe where you go in and you like know they tried to make it spooky. Yeah. And I, I do appreciate, you got to appreciate the campiness of especially season one and season two Buffy. Like it continues, um... For the first couple seasons to have that good, like, campiness. Um, I mean, it continues through the whole series. But it's especially in the early seasons. It's just, like, that good, like, B-movie horror camp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We love campy, though. This is a gay podcast. We love camp. Yes. Surprise! (laughs) Um, alright. And then we have Buffy going to school. Being dropped from school. Shout out to her mom being like, don't get kicked out, because that's what you need to hear. <laughs> I love her mom. She is, she tries. She tries so fu- so hard. Oh, I mean, so, there is a movie where Buffy, like, spoiler for like five minutes from now in the episode, where we find out that Buffy did burn down her previous school's gym. <sighs> so, I know, I'm bad. <laughs> Um, like... because well, they're listening to a podcast about an episode and they probably haven't seen it, so spoilers for the episode we're currently recapping. I know, right? Um... Spoiler warning at the beginning of this that we're going to talk about the episode. I know. Like, if your daughter had burned down a good portion of her previous school, I feel like you'd want to, like, send out that support. Just, just mental note. That, Don't burn down that's, the that's just like my personal parenting styles, but maybe we're different. All right, so like in however many years when Kat is a child, we're gonna we're gonna see how this pans out <laughs> and see if she's. I mean, to be to fair, if either of our children were to burn down part of a school, it would be mine. <laughs> Such a we, weird compliment. We, I didn't say it was a compliment. I'm going to take it as a compliment. Your child is not the most likely one to burn down a school. Oh, oh, to you. Yeah, to you. it's a compliment yeah, for me. Yeah, it's definitely a compliment to you. You Our next main <laughs> character. And it's Xander. 
Xander comes skateboarding in because he is a cool 90s dude. However, who the fuck decided it would be a good idea to skateboard through a crowded sidewalk? What the fuck? Xander LaBelle Harris! <laughs> what an introduction to a character. Yes, my boy! Xander, we love Xander, who has the same reaction as I do when he talks to beautiful women. And also, I would have the same reaction when meeting Sarah Michelle Geller for the first time. Like, relatable. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. You're gay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a life-shattering I know. We reveal. We said this, like, <laughs> 15 minutes ago. We said this at the very beginning of the podcast. Did you miss it? You were also there. I, I don't know if yeah. I was there. I'm pretty sure you were. I'm pretty sure I was somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, so we get to meet Xander coming in like the cool dude he is. It's very cool. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Xander's sarcasm game is what I, I I aspire to be. Got those Hawaiian shirts. I don't aspire to that. <laughs> we love Xander. We also, we just stand most characters of Buffy in this house. I think you stand most characters. I don't know them well enough to stand them. We'll get there. We'll see how we evolve Listen, in this journey. We're very, um, we, the people on the left side of this coffee table, this very professional podcasting studio we have, are also very confused as to why Xander's not on my shirt. <laughs> okay, so Xander show up. We get to meet our other main character, which is Willow. Willow! And we can just stop for a moment and talk about Allison Hannigan, I think. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you love Allison Hannigan. Do you need a pen? No, I found it. That was probably a, not a good idea to stop mid-sentence. It's hard to edit around that. <laughs> anyway, Allison Hannigan. So you know Allison Hannigan from Buffy. I mostly know Allison Hannigan from How I Met Your Mother. I also know Allison Hannigan from How I Met Your Mother. And she is adorable. Yeah. And apparently, weirdly... So I only know this because I read Jenna Fisher's book. Jenna Fisher has this unofficial competition with her when she was going out for roles. Like, she yeah. constantly get cast over for Allison Hannigan. Which is really funny to me. They are both phenomenal performances, and I listen to Jenna Fisher's podcast all the time. Shout out to Office Ladies if you haven't watched it. More Thank shouting you. out on podcasts. Anyway, yes. um, Allison Hannigan is just a lovely person. Yes. And also, I've never seen American Pie. Me either, because there is like a weird non-consensual sex tape scene. Ugh, gross. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so the we, fair reason we don't not like, to watch American Pie. Yeah, we don't like those. But we do love Allison Hannigan. Yes, we do love Allison Hannigan. She's adorable. So, Xander goes to her and asks for help with his homework. And when she asks what's in it for her, he replies, a shiny nickel. And I think we need to <laughs> dissect this line, because what the fuck, Xander, which I'm going to say a lot in this podcast, that, I'm that's, sure. That's, that's the part you... A shiny nickel? It is the 90s. This isn't like the 1800s. It's a joke. That's the Xander. That's, that's a, a joke? That's our precious Xander humor. I don't think that's What's a joke. What's in it for me? A shiny nickel. Is there even a nickel? Probably not. What the hell <laughs> A shiny nickel. Anyway, after all those introductions, Xander also, it's I think worth noting, also rams headfirst into a bar. Not headfirst, like torso first into like a bar. Like neck first. Neck it's first. It's like neck and first. And then just gets up, like cartoon we, physics we does not also, hurt. also, like, Xander might be supernatural because he does, like, apply to the rules of cartoon physics a lot. Is Xander, like, Batman? Like, he's not rich, but he just doesn't get hurt for reasons we're not sure. Yeah. We go to the principal's office where Buffy meets with Bob. Bob Flutie! And we need to talk about Bob saying people can call him Bob. Like, <laughs> what the hell? What school district does the principal tell kids to call him Bob? But they don't. It's like not even the level of, call me a pal because I'm your principal. It's like, let's just remove all traces but of authority. But they don't. They don't. Would you call your principal Bob? No, because my principal's name was Chuck. Would you call your principal Chuck? No. <laughs> Because he was an asshole and he wouldn't fund the theater program. What the heck, Chuck? Chuck, <laughs> if you're listening, would, fund the theater program. Because he was the school quarterback, so he didn't think theater was important. Ugh. Fund your theater programs! Performing arts, yay! 
This podcast is all over the place. <laughs> it's fine. Um, um, we learned Buffy Birds out of the gym, as we said oh, before. Yeah, and I put Buffy clearly has a lot of PTSD she's not dealing with. Yeah. Like, Buffy's got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. She, she just real really needs to deal with her shit. And, like, nobody apparent, I forgot about this, like, nobody apparently gets textbooks. Like, I went to Catholic school off and on, and, like, we had to buy our own textbooks. But, like, when I went to public school, you just got the textbooks from your teachers. Apparently, that's not a thing at Sunnydale High. You just either have them or you don't. And you have to go to the library that nobody but Willow goes to. Yeah, it was weird that she went to the library. <laughs> we will get there, but I want to point out one thing in the office before we do. Buffy almost slips up and says she slays vampires. Oh, she does that. This is all someone who is super concerned about concealing her secret identity. It should be number one for her. And she almost slips up. Vamp this. Just because it's the pilot episode is no excuse to be sloppy with your secret identity. <laughs> She's, it was full of vamp asbestos, you know, that, that contagion. Yeah, like, she's been doing this for how long now, and how many slip-ups has she had, and how has no one figured this out yet? It's a year. I'm pretty sure it's been a year. What the heck, Buffy? Be better at holding secrets. A year, though. She's, like, 50. I'm still upset that (laughs) Buffy is super not good at secret Which leads me to my next point. She meets Xander in the hallway. We finally get our characters meeting. One, Xander is tongue-tied, and it's kind of adorable, but also, it's like that generic, oh, the boy can't handle himself around the pretty girl thing. I but mean, he's me weirdly too. Weirdly snappy. Me like he's too. weirdly funny. I don't think because most he's would do that. he's written by Jeff. I almost said Jeff Bezos. I hate you. <laughs> Jeff Bezos wrote Buffy. <laughs> he's written. He's written by Joss Whedon. That's why he's snappy. Oh, everyone in the fucking mo- movie, everyone in the fucking show is so damn snappy. I wish I could speak like this, but I can't. I might be able to text like this. Do I text like this? Sometimes. Nice. Sometimes. I'll take it. I'll, yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, my notes are all over the place because I put Xander's me talking to pretty women, and that was, that was <laughs> Xander's you. you talking to pretty women? Yeah, like, honestly. I mean, except not snappy. I I'm not written by Joss Whedon. Um, but, yeah, then there's something that has always been a pet peeve of mine. Is, um, everyone in school knowing about the new girl. There's That's so true. No one would have no girl. fucking clue about I that. have been... To, I have a unique perspective on this. I have been to ten different schools. Nice. I've switched schools so many times. No one knew who the fuck I was. Like, if I was in class with someone, I would be like, Hey, I'm Kat. No, I didn't go here last year. You know? But no one was like, Hey, you must be the new girl. You went to Redford Middle School. We could talk about your disaster teen years. But basically at this point, this is where we have Buffy meets Willow and Cordelia for the first time. Officially meets them. Um, Sorry, one more thing before we do. Um, Buffy loses a stake to Xander. Again, with the whole Buffy's super bad at the secret identity thing. She Almost says vampires loses on, a stake. She needs a zipper on her bag is what she needs. That's true. She does need a zipper. Buffy needs so many things. A therapist. Buffy does need a therapist. Like, you know how they have, like, you know, we were talking about having, like, LGBTQI plus inclusive therapists being yes. very important. Yes. You know, Buffy needs a supernatural prophecy inclusive therapist. Buffy probably just working like PTSD. I mean, yeah, but I feel like it'd be very important for someone who who is like specializes in chosen teenage chosen ones. So Giles, can Giles be your therapist? No, Giles is a, would be a terrible therapist. He needs one too. You'll learn. Okay. He did some shit in college. It was real bad, so it was real wow. bad. He oh. did some shit in college with some friends and not like the normal shit in college you do with some friends. It it involved a cult. It's fine. Oh, I'm so excited. This little 
I guess, meet the main characters of the show just to have them meet each other. Buffy goes to the library because she's new. And she doesn't have any and textbooks. she doesn't have any books because you just go to a library when you're the new kid. Yeah, to get your textbooks because you don't get your textbooks. But she gets to meet Giles for the first time. We get to meet Giles for the first time. Yes. Nobody gets textbooks, so they have to meet Giles, the plot vehicle. I That's feel like my only Buffy would go to meet Giles for textbooks. No, everyone would be like, you know where I'm going? The normal fucking place for textbooks. Yup. Wherever that is. Because Giles does not give her her history textbook. What does Giles give her? Giles gives her a giant book that says vampire with a Y no, on it. Vampire. Sorry. Vampire. Why on Because it. we're cool. We're not normal. So, why does Giles know that Puffy is the Slayer? Because he's a watcher. Yeah, but, like, does he just instinctively know that she is that? He heard about her. That's... Enough. Oh. So later in the episode, Willow says that he's the new librarian. Yes. I mean, he's the new librarian, and he moved there. He moved there because Buffy moved there. Anyway, he starts to go into a whole thing about how Buffy is going to be this Slayer person, and Buffy's just like, not me, nope. And just, like, pieces the fuck out of there. Nightclub. Yeah, like they yeah. mentioned the bronze for the first time. And we're going to talk more about that when the scene happens. But yeah. The fuck is the bronze and like, why do people do it? Um, just because they need a place to hang that's not school. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, I don't know. Where did you hang out in high school? Someone's house? Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. There wasn't a teen nightclub for us to just chill at. Yeah. Um, it's also, like, also not a teen nightclub. Also, like, adults hang out there. Like, they serve alcohol. Yeah, that's, like, not okay. That yeah, seems very no. not okay. Like, also, we're not there yet. But, um, so I said a wild Giles appears. Like a Pokemon with a creepy vampire book. And we covered that. But first, something else creepy happens. Because we have to go back to the girls' locker room. Oh, yeah. And what happens there. Actually, I have to say what happens there first. Yeah. They use the line, the chatter in the calf. <laughs> Which I was like, what? The chatter in the cat. Who the hell has ever spoken like that? <laughs> but when we're talking about the new girl, you gotta catch up on the chatter in the calf. You never said that? You never chattered in the calf? I'm sure I have. I don't think I've ever abbreviated <laughs> cafeteria to calf. <laughs> were you just never cool? Were we just never cool enough to That's chatter in the calf? Entirely possible. I was I mean, not a cool kid. Probably in I wasn't either. Like I said, I had like five friends. We're making a Buffy podcast. We're we weren't those people. We're not in high cool. School. We are not cool people. We are not. We're very anyway, cool. Anyway, we're focusing on totally the wrong thing because what did they discover in the locker room? Dead body hits Gossip Girl. That's what my Woo! notes say. Nice. A dead person just in the girl's locker room. Yes. Which is actually really strange because we saw him die in a hallway in the school, which means she then had to drag the body to the girl's locker room and shove him in a locker. Which is also weird for other reasons that we'll circle back to when we get back to what's going on underneath the school. Yes. Because I just thought of something that's, um, one sec, I need to write down. The dead body being the dragged. The dead body. Down. Yeah. So the dead body gets dragged from the hallway and then she just kind of like, um, motherfucker. What's her name? Darla. Drusilla, Darla, yes. Drusilla is not in this show yet, but we'll talk about Drusilla, like, probably in, like, three fucking months, because she's in season two. Woo! Um, but Darla just, like, kind of shoves this, like, six-foot-two high school student into a locker <laughs> in the gym. You know, how you do. Um, but, so that happens, and it hits, um, it hits two, um... Hits the girls who were talking about the chatter and the calf. And then Cordelia tells... Who the fuck does she tell? Does she tell Buffy? Yeah. She comes up and tells Buffy. Like, she's like... She says it like she's talking about a breakup. Honestly. It's so true. So, to set the scene for people who haven't seen the show... I don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't seen the show. But Willow, Buffy are talking. And then Xander and some guy named Jesse join them. Is Jesse a main character? Uh, that's spoilers. Spoilers. Great. So some rando right now we're going to say named Jesse um, joins them. We also met Jess 
Jesse before. We did. When, yeah, when they were eating lunch together, when Buffy was eating lunch with Xander and Willow, Jesse was also there. Oh, yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's what we're talking about right now, right? No. Oh, that was fuck- way before. That oh, was like I messed way- up, apparently. Yeah, Anyway, no. Jesse's there now. That's the important thing. Oh, maybe we are. Maybe I'm mixing up. That might be anyway, what we're talking about right now. what matters is that Buffy, Willow, Xander, and Jesse are all there, and then Cordelia comes by and is like, there was a dead guy, y'all. Oh, that is what we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah she's just basically like, they totally found a dead guy. Which, we- like, assumes that the school kept going for the day after finding a dead body. There was no lockdown, no procedure. One, they let the students know. They didn't, like, take the person into custody and be like, we need to have you questioned by the police. Let the rumor mill run rampant. And nothing else happened. They just found a dead body. We're like, continue as usual to math. I, yeah. Like, listen. It's it's a whole thing. We're living in, in questionable times right now. But I... I, and and the nineties were also questionable times, but I like to think they weren't that questionable. <laughs> um, oh, the nineties! You know, we have two very questionable people that were born in the nineties. Is it us? Are we the it's questionable us. people? Who else would it be? Nice. I don't know. Other people born. In, there's a lot. Of uh, there's a lot of questionable people that were born in the nineties, but I was specifically talking about us. That's fair. <laughs> All right, but then we get to see our first glimpse at Buffy's superpowers. Oh, she's yeah. going to go break down a locked door. <laughs> and by pulling the door off his hinges. Oh, yeah, and Buffy thinks, we're also talking about Buffy circling back. Yeah. Um, Buffy is further not keeping her secret identity by asking Cordelia if the um, body had any markings in its it, like, any markings on it. That's so true. Buffy's and, uh, weirdly interested in the dead guy, and Cordelia's like, what the fuck? Which, you know what? Correct answer, fair. Cordelia. So, like, Cordelia's, like, the, I, you know, I have a little bit of a treatise on Cordelia later when they're in at the bronze. Yeah. But, you know, Cordelia's getting set up as the mean girl, like, from, <clears throat> from the very beginning here. And to be fair, she isn't the nicest person. She's super mean to our girl Willow. And as it continues, people who have seen this show before know she's, you know, not the most pleasant person. But she's like 16. I would imagine none of us were really our best selves at 16. I was my best self. That's total lie. (laughs) Um, But like... Also, she has totally valid reactions to the shit that Buffy does in this episode. (laughs) Like, I just like to put in my little Cordelia defense squad here. Just No, Cordelia has totally rational reactions, and we stand Cordelia in this moment being like, what the hell are you talking about, Buffy? Yeah. I don't know what I wrote next. I wrote Buffy Giles. Oh, because Buffy goes and, like... Talks oh yeah, to Giles. Like, this is a the dead, dead guy, and Giles is like, "This whole place is haunted. You have no clue." Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. He tells her. Um. <clears throat> Buffy has to explain. Ban- yeah. Oh yeah. This is where I said we get. Um. We get. Um. The hero doesn't care. Speech. We also get Buffy has to explain what vampires are to Giles, who is a, like, 40-year-old watcher who has a tome about vampires, and as we're about to learn in, like, five minutes about several other supernatural creatures, and Buffy's fucking sitting here telling, um, telling Giles about vampires... And then, um, and then, um, Giles is shocked as to why this 15-year-old girl would rather just go to high school instead (laughs) of be a slayer. And then, um, so anyway, this scene is definitely for the audience. It's like, oh, by the way, so Buffy's a slayer. There's one born every generation. She's got, like, this sidekick known as the Watcher. And, like, Giles tells us, but Buffy's like, I fucking know. Because it's really just the audience that does not know and right. we need it explained to us at this point. So, giant exposition dump shared by Buffy and Giles. 
At which point, Buffy just kind of storms off. Yeah, and then what do we find out? Xander's hiding in the books and hears everything. Yes. This is going to go back. This is going to be a theme at this point. None of these people are good at keeping secrets. Like, what the hell, Giles? Oh, they're definitely you knew not. There was someone, there's no way Giles did not know someone was in the library at that point. Yeah. He would be an awful librarian if he was ignoring the one student in there. Well, yeah, and we've already established that nobody goes to the fucking library. Yeah. So, like, he would have known, known, and also, like, Xander's, like, he would have noticed that someone that wasn't Willow walked into the library. Is this calling back to when Willow told Xander to go to the library, and the one time Xander decided to listen, <laughs> this is what he hears? It may have been. It may have been. I didn't think of that, but you might be right. Anyway, we also get a wonderful segue. Everything's fine in Sunnydale, and we go underground. But I get going um, underground in Sunnydale. So, oh, yeah. So yeah. shocking. Yeah, you know, because previously we thought we were watching a lighthearted teen comedy. Yeah, after the theme song and all the vampire <laughs> talk. And, yeah. oh my gosh, spoilers, spooky shit is happening. Yeah, we meet... Um, do we know his name is the master yet? His, um, yeah, his name is the master. I don't know if we, we don't know meet that him yet. yet because I have special notes when we meet him that I will elaborate on. Oh, oh, okay. Right sorry. now, I think it's just Luke saying someone sees someone. I don't know. Luke's chanting something. Yeah, Luke's a real weirdo. I don't like him. <laughs> but then we just ignore all of that and go back to Buffy saying she's going to go out. After her first day in school, she already has after-school plans that don't involve her catching up academically. Yeah, and Joyce is, like, we do stand Joyce Summers, but, like, Joyce is not, like, she's just concerned about whether or not there are boys at this teen nightclub, not about the fact that, hey, like, do you have any homework? Yeah. Like, Joyce is a great mom. Don't get me wrong, because I don't want any of our potential listeners to go after me for dissing Joyce's parenting skills. I'm about to diss Joyce's parenting skills. <laughs> I mean, like, we love Joyce, but questionable moment. No, here's my question moment, and here's where I'm going to go diss Joyce's parenting skills. After this conversation, Buffy proceeds to walk by herself alone, <laughs> oh, yeah. a 16-year-old female in a new <laughs> town to a place she's never been before, at night. Oh, yeah. But it's Sunnydale. What could happen in one Starbucks town like Sunnydale? And we know she's the Slayer and is totally fine and can pretty much beat up anyone she wanted to. But her mom doesn't know that and her mom lets her do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then wouldn't you know it, in that whole horrible situation, something goes wrong. I um, was about to say this character's name, but you don't know this character's name Is yet. Is it Angel? Oh, yeah. It's okay, it's Angel. Angel. Angel follows her. It's Angel. Does he say his name? He doesn't, but I just know it. Oh, you know who I'm Angel smart. is. And Again, An we watched the pilot together once. And Angel, I want to say Angel walked so Edward could run, but that would give Edward too much credit. We can make my feelings on Twilight. We can make a Twilight podcast later. We stand but Robert Pattinson. I stand. My point back to Angel was the creepy stalker vampire before Edward was even a twinkle in Stephanie Meyer's eyes. Can we tell I'm Team Spike yet? Again, I have Spike and Buffy on my shirt. I Angel's there. Angel's there. Angel drops what I'm going to refer to as. Keywords because they're going to be capitalized in the script, I'm sure. <laughs> in but the, they don't mean anything until you find out. Did we not have the closed captions on? I always have the closed captions we on. We did, and weirdly, they were appearing before the people said them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we get our first mention of <laughs> The Harvest. The Harvest. And it's never explained what that is so far. We just know it's going to happen. You have to bring food to Master. You have to bring food to Master. <laughs> but... He appears, he mentions the harvest, he gives Buffy a crucifix. This is a relevant plot point I think we need to discuss about vampires. It's just a cross. Okay. It's just a cross. Listen, it's very important. It angstily burns into Angel's chest. Oh my goodness. It's 
It's a thing. My larger point is that does any cross repel vampires? Because like, there's just crosses sh- fucking everywhere. Yeah. There's just churches with crosses everywhere. Do vampires just like not function very well around churches? <laughs> yeah. No, any cross repels vampires. Obviously. Yeah, the vampire lore is like very stereotypical run of the So, like, we could put crosses up in like the school and it would protect it. Pretty I'm not, much, well, yeah. it's like a public school. They might not yeah. let that fly. But yeah, probably not, but yeah, no. Could, like a hidden one in the library. Yeah, and also my thing, and I'm like, Buffy, like, has a stake that she carries around with her at all times. We also find out later that she has, like, a little hope chest. Yeah. That has, like, holy water. It has, like, her diary that's, like, basically, like, a Slayer thing. She has, like, a bunch of Slayer stuff. She did not have a fucking cross necklace before. Which is astounding but whatever i'm gonna give her the pass that she's fucking 15 but anyway so that's what it is i said um i said oops um angel spills the beans about the harvest and thinks he's cool can you tell i'm team spike yet again (laughs) i really don't like angel um i don't know why the age different thing isn't even it for me guys it's not because you're gonna come at me and be like spike's older than her too one spike's a hundred years closer to know is oh yeah bronze music we're at the bronze now and we're we've already started talking about how ridiculous the bronze is i as a love team nightclub. i because they continue to go i will spoil quote unquote this a little bit is that they continue to go to the bronze as a club hangout. You know, obviously this is a seven season show. This goes on past when they're teenagers. The bronze continues to be a central hangout for the our, our friends. Well, yeah, once you have a set, you're not going to just tear it down. <laughs> right, like, so it's not just a teen nightclub, but it's, like, it's a teen Josh nightclub. Josh Whedon, please feel free to write to us, and did you have a teen hangout club when you were younger that you drew inspiration for this from? Because I want to know where you got this. Well, I know they were a thing, because as our, like, podcasting superlords, the McElroys, mentioned... Yes. Um, shout out to the McElroys. Please be our friends. Anyway, um, they mentioned they had, um, a teen nightclub named the... Just didn't live in cool places with teen nightclubs that also let people underage drink. Yeah, so Buffy goes into this nightclub, gives, like, a dollar or five to, like, the person at the door. Does not do anything you would do in a nightclub where they'd be like, give us your hand to put an X so we don't serve you alcohol. Doesn't yeah. give an ID, just walk another moment that appears, and it's not important at all, but I'm going to dissect it right now. Okay. <laughs> so, shortly after getting to the club, Buffy sees what looks like a stranger waving at her, gets excited, waves back, and then is embarrassed by <laughs> he's apparently waving to the person behind her. This is probably just <laughs> a funny moment where she's like, oh, Buffy's awkward. But also, we've seen most of Buffy's day who the fuck did she meet where she thinks they'd be waving excitedly to her? I don't know. It's Buffy, like, you just got here. No one knows you, except everyone apparently knows the I new mean, girl. maybe this was someone she had, like, a two-second conversation with in one of her class classes that we didn't see or something. I guess that's possible. Uh, that but I was is, just like, Buffy, who the fuck do you think knows you at this point? I have definitely done that, though, in public. And then, like, oh, hi. Be- um, oh, yes, Buffy sees Willow. Yes, yeah, like, guess who's at the club? Willow, Willow, the loser, who we are led to believe doesn't do anything fun, is at the club. But Xander might be there. That's true. Xander was supposed to Xander be there. Xander might be at the club. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why she's there. But she seems so out of place. Yes, um, and we get to learn about her and um, Xander's toward love affair. All when they were five. <laughs> and they broke up. So And cute. I just love that Buffy tries to contain her reaction because um, Willow says her and Xander used to date and says they broke up and Buffy says, has, you know, the natural reaction. Says, oh no, what happened? Willow goes, well, he stole my Barbie. <laughs> and Buffy... <laughs> Tries to, like, act like this is a 
normal thing because she's like, this is my new friend and I don't want to, or they'll like think I think she's weird, but like you broke up with the guy because he stole your Barbie and Will's like, we were five. <laughs> Which is obviously how you should tell that story at all times. Be like, Which, we were definitely dating when we were five. Which I think, well, I mean... You have a, like, I mean, that's, like, a pretty common thing that for is you to, true. like, be like, oh, yeah, my kindergarten girlfriend or whatever, But, you like, know? you start with that. It's not just, like, we dated, and then we were fine. <laughs> like, um, like, 30 seconds later. <clears throat> um, oh, and then my Did favorite... you have a kindergarten girlfriend? No. I mean, basically... At the bronze. Uh, Cordelia. Cordelia is. I was going to say Giles. I mean, also, I'm like, which one? I'm like, Giles. Also. Giles is at the bronze. Also, I did say, I did say, Buffy is the only one who thinks it's weird that a teacher is at the teen nightclub. Yeah, shout out to Buffy for being self-aware enough to be like, why are you here? She's like, isn't that kind of skeezy? And also Buffy's speech, we have to... Go back to that I want tattooed on me is seize the moment because tomorrow you might be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buffy's got some good, some good life I, advice I, like, for don't know how I don't have a Buffy quote tattooed on me yet. <laughs> Basically, Giles' reason for being at the bronze is it's probably dangerous and also I thought you'd be here. So that's now two people who should not be at the bronze but are because they thought someone else might be there. No confirmation. And it's also, not like they're texting each other because it's the 90s. But just, I had a hunch you'd be there. So I'm going to spend my entire night in this uncomfortable place. And to recap, this, I mean, this man, for those not in the know, is Anthony Stewart Head, who, you know, could be 40, could be 60. Who knows? I legit need to look it up. I don't know how old Anthony Stewart Head was when Buffy was filmed. But... Older than Sarah Michelle Geller. As to recap, a teacher was gonna stay at this teen nightclub all night, waiting for a student. Yes. This will not be the first time that, to the outside eye, Buffy and Giles's relationship looks suspicious. Oh, I think we're gonna go back to the whole Giles concept a lot in this podcast. Well, okay, I will. As it goes on, this, I'm saying this, I genuinely, they develop, obviously, as you've probably guessed, a very sweet father and daughter relationship. Yes. And I love Giles with my whole heart. But that's not what we're, it's kind of what we're about on this show. But we are also going to dissect some shit. And go, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and it does look a little suspicious sometimes. Okay, um, oh yeah, so, um, Giles does not know Angel, we yes. learn. Buffy assumes that Angel is with Giles. Yeah, because Angel makes this super weird comment, because he goes, A friend doesn't mean I'm yours. Which is super cool, but also makes zero sense. It's not cool! I think it's... He's a fucking douchebag! But Giles goes on this rant about how Buffy's supposed to have all these powers, one of which includes sensing vampires before they get all ugly and shit. But, like, when she goes to prove this, Buffy just points someone out due to their fashion sense. How many times has Buffy just assumed someone's a vampire because they just weren't with it she's like that guy right there you wouldn't wear that and i'm like that's a terrible way to judge someone she was right she was right that doesn't mean it's still bonkers the way she did it (laughs) i mean fair um oh yeah this is where i made the note about cordelia not getting enough credit because cordelia and jesse are also at the bronze yes and Cordelia's talking to her friends about how she's worried about her mom, who's definitely, like, actually, like, depressed or some shit. Yeah. Cordelia's, like, I mean, she's talking about it in a super mean high school way, but she's talking about her mom's not fucking getting out of bed. Yeah. And the doctor's not taking her seriously or something. And I'm just, like... And then, like, Jessie comes up, and she's like, oh, great, my stalker. And he's, like, not taking no for an answer and being super, like, nice guy TM towards her. And I'm like, okay, is this, like, I know he's friends with Xander and Willow, so that means we're supposed to side with him. 
But is this supposed to make us think Cordelia's a bitch? Because really, this is making me side with Cordelia and more think that Jesse's an asshole? Yeah, like, Cordelia honestly is probably one of the most rational people in this fucked up town. Oh, she really yeah. is. She is. That continues. We are here for you, Cordelia. We see you. <laughs> we stand you. Yes. Um, alright. Um, oh yeah, that's, yeah. Buffy spots a vampire with her fashion eye, and he's creeping on Willow. Willow! Yeah. Because she's seizing the day. That is true. Willow seizes the day, goes up to some random guy who, you know what, I'm going to call it out, does not look like he's in high school. No, who's definitely not in high These school. These people who are supposed to be like, quote unquote, high school people, Willow, like, girl, clock your people faster. This is not someone you should be talking to. This is a full grown man. Like, yeah, I don't think that guy was meant to be in high school. There are some actors you'll see in this show that are meant to be in high school that don't look like they're in high school, but I don't think that guy was meant to look like he was in high school. That's true, but I that's just more say, the re reason that Willow should be not Yeah, oh this. yeah, I think that Willow was, um, oh yeah, and then... So, um, Buffy goes after them. Buffy goes after and goes to, like, a chair or something and perfectly breaks it off into a stake first try. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. She's just like, snap, boom, have the perfect weapon. Every, everything in Sunnydale that is made out of wood is, like, perfectly perforated into stake shape. Good. Wonderful. Like, at all times. Just if you need a stake, anything wooden in Sunny Day. Except if the characters need busy work to do while they're having some <laughs> some dialogue, they'll just be in the library making stakes. Nice. That's also a thing. Just we just lose a bunch of stakes every episode. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm pretty sure she just like leaves. I, you know, I'm not sure if they ever show her, like, picking them up after she stakes a vampire. Yeah, and it's not, not like So Buffy almost stakes Cordelia as she's in the creepy alleyway behind the bronze. Because, you know, every teen nightclub needs a creepy alleyway. And again, Cordelia is the most rational person on the show when she responds with, what the fuck? Yeah. What is your childhood trauma? Which is like another like Heather's reference kind of. What's your damage, Heather? What's your damage? Uh, but yeah, Cordelia is totally justified after yeah. someone grabs her by the throat, pins her to a wall, and threatens her with a weapon. I mean, same, Cordy. Does Buffy even apologize? I don't remember. I think she just kind of looks shell-shocked and walks away. Or, yeah, she just kind of, like, walks back into the bronze. And then Jal's like, oh, cool! That was fast! You killed the vampire! <laughs> and Cordelia's just like, I'm gonna text everyone I know. Which, again, I think is meant to be like, Cordelia's a bitch who gossips. But, but also, like... maybe you wouldn't text everyone else. But you tell someone, like, I just got threatened by the new girl. But, like, yeah, like... I mean, me and my friends, we have a group chat. Like, yeah. I mean, like, if someone tried to fucking kill me, I'd be like, hey, guys, someone who I tried to befriend tried to kill me just now. Yeah, no, totally justified in everything Cordelia Yeah. You know what? We're going to make teachers say Cordelia was right. This is just the Cordelia, <laughs> Cordelia Defense Squad. That's going to be our first merch. It's just yes. mugs. Just Cordelia Defense Cordelia Squad. Defense Squad. Um, oh, yeah. And oh, no. Who is Jesse talking to when we get back into the bronze? It's Darla. We Darla. finally learned her name for the first time. But she's a vampire at the beginning. What? What? Um. Oh, yeah. Then we go back underground. Yeah, then we're back underground. And the mask. Oh yeah, there's there's more stuff that happens. I think this is when I went to go get a drink. Um, the ritual and everything for the harvest, and then he's all like, "I feel vibrations. I can almost break through." It's almost like it's a spooky time, and we go back to Josh. We'd mean like, "What if it was spooky and things yeah. were vague and there were vampires?" Yeah, and we didn't tell anyone anything, but you know that's how you build suspense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's also a creepy child that comes up, but I don't remember if that's this season or next season. Okay. Um, um, so, oh, so then we go back to, are we still in the bronze or are they walking? 
I think we're walking at this point. So Willow and uh, do we know his name? What's his face? I just I just does he called, have a name? I don't think so. I just called him. Uh, we learn his name is Thomas later, but I just called him Creepy Vamp in my notes. Vamp number one. <laughs> Willow is walking with Vamp number one, and. He leads her through a graveyard. She's like, the ice cream shop's the other way. <laughs> we love that. So at least we know there's an ice cream shop, which is probably where they'd be hanging out if this was not a weird town where everyone hung out at a club. There's also a Starbucks. We there's know, a one Starbucks. We do shop. know there's a Starbucks. We know there's at least one Starbucks. They probably didn't get the rights to film at Starbucks. Probably not. Um, so Willow just goes through a graveyard with a really creepy dude. Also, yeah. Willow went off with a creepy dude and didn't tell anyone. Not that she really had anyone to tell him, now that I'm saying she that. Really she really didn't. She could have told Buffy? Question Buffy, mark? well, Buffy wasn't there. She was off almost killing Cordelia. <laughs> yeah, but, like, ugh, all these characters were just, like, letting themselves be put in perilous situations. Yeah. I mean, that's such a horror movie trope, and I'm not saying that it wouldn't be at a club. So... Oh my gosh, where does Buffy find Xander somewhere? Is Xander actually at the bronze? Xander's like going to the bronze outside and Buffy runs in him and she's like, where's Willow? He's like, I just got here. <laughs> oh yeah, he's just like super late. I mean, to be fair, he didn't stand Willow up. He was just like real, real late. Yeah, he just like got there later, which is also fine, because it didn't seem like anyone was, like, telling each other what time they were going to be there. <laughs> no. There's just well, the, this is club time that everyone just knows to show up at the bronze. I mean, like, it's after school. What do you do after school? Homework? No. We what? go clubbing. I know. Where there's also, like, a wicker chair. Buffy runs into Xander outside of the bronze. And Xander's all like, I know you're the Slayer. Like, he understood everything that was going on immediately. He's so, or he says, oh, I hope she's not with a vampire or else you might have to slay them. And also, Xander just believes everything he overheard. Not <laughs> he only did didn't. He... he didn't. He said, I believe you think you're the Slayer. He thinks That's Buffy's fair. cuckoo bananas. That is true. He does say and that. Then, and then she's all, like, worried, and then he goes, oh, shit, it's real. Because <laughs> when your friend looks worried, then it's real. Well, I mean, I'd rather err on the side of caution. If someone told me that my best friend was about to get murdered, I'd be like, and was, like, serious about it, I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go help you make sure my best friend's not getting murdered. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a vampire. You'd be like, so Willow went off with what looks like a 30-year-old man. Would you do <laughs> something about it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's happening. So she runs into Xander. Um, she tells Xander that Willow went off with a vampire, and they go, um, they go to the graveyard. To go find Willow. Yes. Um. Do, 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 do. At which point, Willow and Xander have gone outside what I believe is a mausoleum. Yes. Not Willow and Xander. Willow and Vamp number one. Willow and Vamp number one are at a mausoleum. And then it becomes apparent that he is a vampire because he just throws Willow inside. After Willow was like, maybe we don't go into the creepy place. Which, shout out to Willow, finally <laughs> So, Willow gets thrown into a mausoleum, and surprise, they're all vampires. We meet mm -hmm. generic vamp number one, and Darla's there too! Yeah, and Jesse comes up behind her and is all like, cool, we're in a mausoleum, because Jesse's a fucking dumbass. Jesse is kind of a fucking dumbass. He also <laughs> thinks that Darla gave him a hickey when she was obviously drinking his blood, and I feel like you'd be able to tell the difference. I know, like, I mean, Buffy shows up. Um, Buffy is in the crypt. I skipped that in my notes for some. Oh, Buffy and Xander show up. And Buffy just kind of goes and kicks ass, honestly. Yeah, her slayer powers kick in. Um, I mean, they were already there, but, um, so she has, like, super strength and everything. And knows martial arts. Yeah, those are slayer powers. Just instinctively. Yeah. You know, you just know martial arts is a slayer. Well, yeah, that's... We need to watch the movie, too. Like I said, we need to gain a following and have demand for bonus episodes so we can watch, watch the, the movie. movie. 
But, so, Buffy goes in and, you know, kicks the mass and kills one of them amazingly. First time we see a vampire die, he turns into dust, which really helps in cleanup because Buffy doesn't have to explain dead bodies to anyone. Yeah. Super um, convenient. Yeah, so, and she's struggling with Darla, but, um, little spoiler alert, Darla still has plot purpose, so Buffy can't kill her yet. Oh, no. So that's why Luke shows up. Um, the creepy vampire from, we saw underground previously to save Darla, and Darla runs away, and Luke, like, lifts Buffy up by her neck, and cites some creepy, like, satanic Bible shit. Yeah, he really does. Like, which, you know... So goes, why are you having trouble with this girl? And then it's like, fine, I'll deal with her. And it's and like, he, if you were so pissed at Willow for having, not Willow, Darla, for having <laughs> trouble, why the fuck did you not, like, just tell her to deal with it? You kind of seem like you're more important than Darla. Yeah, um, so he throws Buffy in a coffin, and then we get another ad, but it's the end of the episode. What is the point of throwing her in the coffin? Because that doesn't kill her. That just puts her in a confined space for a little moment. Well, that's supposed to be our, like, cliffhanger for the next episode. Oh. Because the next episode starts with, like, the rest of her their fight. That's true. This is a two-part sort of pilot episode. Yeah. It's, it starts out where he's just continuing to try to kill her. So, yeah, that's, like, trying to incapacitate her. I kind guess. Of. He also, like, throws her at a stone mausoleum on her back, and all I can think is, like, there goes Buffy's spine. I mean, no, because she's the Slayer. Does she have super durability, too? They're throwing yes. her against, like, concrete. Yeah, she's made of rubber. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do I have super strength, nothing can harm me. Face, yeah, she has, like, healing ability. Plot armor. Ooh, so she's, like, Wolverine. Basically, Oh my yeah. gosh, why isn't Wolverine a vampire hunter? Wolverine would be such a good vampire hunter. He would be a good vampire hunter. That's another podcast. So, so that's episode one. That is episode one. So what are you? Welcome to the Hellmouth. And they never mention the phrase Hellmouth. Yes. They keep saying the town is an entrance to hell, but they don't use the phrase Hellmouth I, yet. Don't they say Mouth of Hell at one point? They might. I could have sworn Angel said Hellmouth. Maybe he didn't. I don't that know. That might be the next episode. Um. So what are your predictions for the next what? episode? So That's what we decided the ending would be. I'm pretty sure I've seen the <laughs> next episode, so I'm going to say some other things. One, we know Buffy and friends are going to escape because it's the first episode of the season. Right. And they need to have more stuff. But I also know the next episode is entitled The Harvest, which is weird because that seems like something that <laughs> they would do for, like, maybe not even a seat finale like a mid-season finale would be the harvest but no they're like you know no. what no part two we're doing this shit yeah which is just a wild prediction um but my prediction obviously i mean i know what's gonna happen but buffy's gonna be like i have to fulfill my destiny as the slayer yeah so we're gonna go a little bit further than just what's gonna happen in the next episode um, so do you want to do, since it's the first episode, do you want to do first episode of the season, season predictions? Yeah, so let's do season predictions. Um, obviously we're going to assemble our core team, which is Xander and Willow and Giles and Buffy. I want Cordelia to be a bigger part. I feel like she might fade into obscurity, but if Cordelia sticks around, we're going to have Cordelia be around and stand with us, and we love her, and we're going to make Cordelia with right t-shirts. <laughs> um, I think the vampire, while his ritual's not going to work, he's going to rise to power. He's going to be a more prominent figure. Buffy might meet him at some point. Alright. Let's talk about who's gay. Okay, um, well, do you know for a fact who ends up coming out later in the series? I know that Willow is bi. Yeah. So, so, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing that's Buffy. That's why we're here. So, Willow is by. So, I kind of said this to you before. Do you think at this point in this episode, they know Willow is by, and they're just no. not choosing to reveal it? Um, so, I don't. I, I mean, I don't remember 
honestly, I'm just going to go purely watching it, not knowing, because I honestly don't remember my behind-the-scenes knowledge. I don't think that they, um, that they did know it, because I don't think that was, they thought that deeply mm-hmm. into Willow's character at this point. I do, there are some things that happened that we do know that they reveal that Willow was by um, way before she comes out. There's yeah. there's a lot of stuff that happens that we know that they were, you know, that that was a thing, even as early as probably late season two, if I'm thinking correctly. Um, but I don't think at this point, I don't think from the beginning, because I think... From the beginning, it was just like, hey, let's just make a, like, supernatural creature horror show where it's a girl. And, like, not to, like, I, the way my tone implied that was, like, super, like, juvenile, whatever. No, I think that's incredibly cool. Obviously, I do. I've loved this show since childhood, and I, like... You know, it obviously means a lot to me, but I don't think, like, I think feminism was, like, and, like, the feminism girl power, like, having it subvert expectations in that way was their main goal. I don't think going into, I think they were more focused on the story as a whole for the first season. Um, and not really more of the side characters. That's true. I'm going to keep asking you this, though, because I want us to track how we think Willow kind of comes into her sexuality. Yeah. So, I know we're ending this with, with wild predictions from my end, but I'm going to ask you as we go through, what do you, when do you think they know Willow's by? When do you think Allison Hannigan knows oh. Willow is by? And start when do we it start to see Willow's? I mean, we could even predict, like in episode one, what made Willow gay. Um, <laughs> um, Xander didn't fucking show up, and she almost got killed by that creepy thirty-year-old. <laughs> so, Willow's a classic disaster gay. Yeah, <laughs> listen, that's why Willow's my character. She's also just in the library chilling, and everyone yeah. kind of thinks she's weird. Not that like. Being gay means you get ostracized, but, like, that's a reasonable thing to see, especially in this time period. Yeah. Um, But I think we should track where we see Willow's character going even before she comes out and how she goes through this whole thing. Yeah. And then we can start seeing, as she comes out, how she struggles with that and comment on how we see this kind of queer character develop as we go along. Yeah, I like that idea. And then who else just we can just ship as whatever. Yeah, because there's definitely other ones. Oh, yeah. That you can ship. Is it Angel? Is do we think Angel's also gay? No, I just don't like. We Angel. just don't like Angel. You can like Angel. There are even points. I will admit, there are even points where I do like Buffy and Angel. Like I was shit. All the sound waves look like a butterfly. There. Nice. <laughs> there are Keep even. That in. There, <laughs> Me being a bimbo. Um, there are even points where I like my, like, in relationships I think are toxic. Like, I was comparing him to Edward to Cullen. I was very, I did have a Twilight phase. I did like Edward Cullen for a Didn't while. did we all have a Twilight phase? Whether it was extreme love or extreme hate, it definitely was a cultural phase. Oh, I had an extreme love phase of Twilight. Like, I really liked Edward and, and Bella. Like, they're, like, I mean, I didn't like Edward for, like, it was, it's complicated. And I def, there definitely are points where I really like Angel and Buffy. But, as a whole, I think Angel could cheer up a fucking little bit, and I think he's extremely annoying and full of himself. I think Spike is a more interesting character. I'm gonna throw one more. Do you think Giles is gay? Oh, dude, I could totally see. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, now <laughs> we need to get to his the shit he did in college because you saying that. 
gives me a theory about, listen, that's, we need, because the episode that, um, we're introduced to, um, all of, um, Giles's shady college stuff is also a really good Spike episode. Good. So, you'll see, and if we're going on possible queer Giles boat, the guy he did that stuff with totally could have been his ex-boyfriend. All right, we're putting it down. <laughs> Giles might be queer. We're going to track it. We're tracking Willow. All right, editing cat here. Didn't realize how abruptly this recording cut off. So we're just saying we're going to track possibly having Giles's character be queer-coded and other characters other than Willow being queer-coded. And that was the end of the episode. And we have an Instagram that's waityouneverpod and then an email that's waityouneverpod at gmail.com. And we also have our website where our episodes are being hosted for now. That's waityouneverwatched.podbean.com for this and for future episodes for a hot second until we find somewhere else to host them. So thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed and I hope you continue listening. All right. Bye.